Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Set the Tone with Mike Special. Today, I've got my lioness, my queen, oh my the gosh. love of my life, my wife, Bristol. <laughs> you know, I think it's extremely important to introduce and talk to an interview, even though I've interviewed you time and time Many again times. over my life, yes. um, for you guys to see my support system. And my, my absolute, uh, someone that filled in the void your for biggest me. Cheerleader, biggest your cheerleader, biggest fan. Yes. That's me. You know, um, what I wanted to talk a little bit about today is how we met, um, where our lives were, uh, how we got back together, things like that. Just, just some little tidbits that you guys may like. That means we have to basically say what our age is, right? I don't know because that we need to do know. that, you know. Um, those are not, but we look good for our age, you know. Okay. We're almost fifty years old. Oh, I'll throw gosh. it out there. Okay. You know, I'm the older one, of course. Yes. You know, so at the end of the day, I am the elder in the house by mm -hmm. a couple months only. Yes. So. At least that's what people think, anyways, when they see you. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the gray, it's the you know little bit of gray, mm -hmm. which started happening really when we got together. What? No, well, I didn't. No. I have pictures oh, okay. that show that did not happen when we got together. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it, it definitely happens to the best of us, but I think it looks all right, though, you know. Mm -hmm. so, how so, did how did you and I meet? Well, we I were... I was there, but... Yes. We were probably 20, 21 years mm -hmm. old. And we, in Austin, we have some country bars here. And yes. back in the day, one of them was Dance Across Texas. Yes. We had Dallas Nightclub, and we had Hingham High Saloon. I think those were the three biggest. Am I missing? Like, those were the major ones, Yeah, those right? were the major ones. I think when we were younger, there was the Lumberyard. Yeah, I remember that one. You know, but that I was... I rarely went to that one. Yeah, that was in our young, young days. Mm -hmm. The teenage years. Yeah. That was popular in high school and stuff like that. So, I, I can't remember which bar we met at, which dance hall we met at, but I know that there were... There's flashes of memories that I have of mm -hmm. talking to you or watching you at Hingham High because you worked there. Stalker. Yes, I think we yeah. both stalked each other yeah, back it, then. Yeah, I'll admit it. Okay. But I just, yeah. So what is, what is your first memory? I mean, what do you, what, how do you remember me back then? You know, I don't know if it was at Dance Across or if it was at Hingham High, but seeing your little booty dance around the dance floor and spin around and turn and all that fun stuff. Um, Cause I was I on the dance floor 90% of the time. I loved a country dance constantly, constantly. You, you, I don't remember ever seeing you on the dance floor. Well, it's because I was always behind the bar or typically. at the front door or just posting up somewhere at the beer mm -hmm. or starting a fight with or somebody starting a fight. or finishing a fight. Well, I, I, yeah, I rarely started yeah. fights. I didn't, you know, I wasn't the asshole that went and, you know, picked fights with everybody and stuff like that. But I did like a good physical altercation every once yeah, in a you, while that brought me joy. You weren't afraid of it. No, it, you know, I actually enjoyed it. Um, it's crazy. But so, yeah, you know, seeing you dance around, seeing your little booty, go all around the dance floor and stuff like that. I knew that you were taken though, mm -hmm. you know, so I always kind of kept my distance and just looked from afar. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so it um, never went as far, it never went further than we just had crushes on each other yeah. at 20, 21 years old. Yeah. And then we both kind of went our separate ways. So a little bit of background, Bristol 
is my favorite wife, and we always kind of joke around about this, and it's always kind of stated. She started it. Um, She looked at me one day and said, you know, you're my favorite husband. So with that said, I've been married three times. You know, my But it's good we can joke like that. We joke. We don't get jealous of conversations. We have a lot of conversations that I think most people don't typically have. I don't think it's normal to talk about exes and joke and be able to clown around about stuff like that. But it's our past, and we look at it exactly that way of anything before us. Who cares? It's funny. Yeah, 100%. 100%. No, and that's... You know, we've heard from several friends and and other individuals that how do you do that? How do you, how do you, how do you have conversations like that and not get mad? It's just, again, it's part of your past. It brought you to where you are today and made you the person that you are today. So you should be thankful Mm -hmm. of that past. Even if you don't agree with it, it still got that individual to where they are today. Yeah. Um, So with that said, I've been married three times. My first marriage lasted like six months, maybe. Dated a girl for quite a while, got married. Um, she wanted to go down the road of, of having kids, buying the house, all that good stuff. And I knew in my heart that it would not be right to continue a relationship with her because those were things that I did not want necessarily with her. Um, and great girl, um, have no animosity. So she, why did you do it? Why did you go through with it if you knew before you were married as you were getting married you're at the church that day yeah um and everybody around me said you do not have to do this because i feel like there's a lot of people that can relate to this yeah uh, absolutely you get to a point i think in a relationship women especially you know their clock is ticking um Mm. and they want to get married and they want that fantasy, the white picket fence, mm-hmm. two and a half kids, they have a, a dog. Timeline. They're like, I, I need kids by this age, typically. Or yeah, I don't know at least it was but... when we grew up, yeah. right? It's yeah. definitely changed now. Um, yeah, you know, and I felt like I owed it to her because we had been together for a while to do that, even though my heart yeah. wasn't in it. Um, and in knowing that, when things really started to get real, that's when I pulled back. I said, I, I can't do this, and I can't do this to her. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't want to live a lie. I knew that once we started having kids and buying a house, separation would be completely different at that point, right? Um, and that was scary. Yeah. That was really scary. So I cut it short again. I think she hates my guts. I would love to, you know, Austin's a very small town, you know, yeah. and it's shocking. I think I've run into her two times since then, and that was. Like you've talked to her? No, or you just, just seen saw her. her somewhere. Just seen her. Yeah. She will not talk to me. Yeah. You know. Um, but you but would welcome it. It's no big absolutely, deal. Absolutely. It's no big deal know? to me either. So. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know. I'm, I'm sorry for the pain that I caused in her life, but I also hope that she realizes that it would have been a lot more painful years down the road. Yeah. Um, so if I need to take the blame for that, 100% do it. Um, but it is what it is. And then after that, I got married again to my son's mother. We're married for about 11 years, 10, 11 years. Um, And uh, things just didn't work. Um, You know, very similarly got to a point where um, I just knew things would be best for both of us if if we went separate ways. Um, And when did you figure that out? Or when did you get a hint of, I don't think this is going to work or... 
to the point where I know this is not going to work? Um, you know, I, I knew for a while, um, yeah. but I fought to keep it together. You know, um, I had come from a family of divorced parents. I don't think it really affected me much. Mm -hmm. I like to think that it didn't just because I was so young and the lady that is my mother today, mm -hmm. I consider my mom period mm -hmm. hands down, you know, yeah, no excuse, nothing. That is my mother. Um, and so I don't think it really affected me, but I had seen growing up how this affected other kids. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that, you know, I did everything that I could to keep a family together for my son. Yeah. And it wasn't until one day when, gosh, she was, I don't know, nine or 10 years old or something like that. And, you know, we had gotten into an argument and he was present and me and him got in the truck and he looked at me and he said, I would never marry someone like her. I don't know how you're married to her. And that just was a knife in my heart. Yeah, and he had to have been like nine at yeah. that age, like pretty young. A hundred percent. And, you know, kids are a little dramatic and things of that nature. But what really hit me was when, if he can look at you and say that, mm -hmm. it's because he understands what's going on. Yeah. And so I thought to myself, what on earth am I doing? You know, what am I showing him marriage is? Yeah. This was his example. You know, and I had made a mental choice of, uh, you know, after the first of the year and after the holidays, I was going to bring it up and say, look, I don't think this is working out. We need to do what's best for Tate. And this is not, you know, the best thing for him. Um, let's figure out how to go our separate ways. But she beat me to it, I think, like three days before Christmas. So um, we went our separate ways mm -hmm. from there, you know. Um, I was divorced for a while. And then not sleep. I'm not yeah, even going to get little, in. Little while. Yeah, because you started stalking me. <laughs> no. Um, so let's go into your previous before we even met, because I want to talk about you know as we were dating some of the steps that we took before mm -hmm. truly committing. Yeah, I feel like I was an immature person for a really long time. I just I I didn't party. Like I was very studious, and I always. I did the responsible thing, but I, mm -hmm. I say I was immature because I just didn't know how to be in a relationship. I don't think so. Mike is my third marriage as well. And three I, times a charm. Yes. My favorite husband. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I started dating my first husband when I was 13 years old, um, that Mike went to high school with. Mm -hmm. And I actually, oddly enough, went to the same high school as your ex-wife. But yes. anyways, both high schools in Austin, um, Started dating when I was 13. We got married when I was 19, I believe, 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. And we were married for five years, I think. Mm -hmm. But you look at that five years and the time that we were together previously, like that's a very long time. Yeah. So he's pretty much all that I knew. And um, we got divorced. We I moved on a couple of years later and remarried the father of my two children. I have two sons. Um, who are 20 and 18 right now. And we were married for maybe almost 10 years as well. Mm -hmm. And then I was divorced a year or so, and we circled back on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing, too. Yeah. You know, but it was, it was definitely good for us. Yeah. And we've been married for over 10 years mm -hmm. now. Do you remember, you know, when we first started dating, you know, we're – getting to know each other better, you know, going to dinner, doing things like that. Um, 
you and I actually sat down. Let me step back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm asked often, how do you guys make what you do work and look so easy? You know, things aren't always easy, but I can say that they are easier than I had ever imagined. Um, and one of the things that I think I lend that value to or the reason why it is so easy is because you and I sat down. Mm-hmm. And it was almost, I don't want to say it was like a business agreement. It really wasn't. But what I think it brought was age and maturity. Yeah. And you and I sat down. And knowing what you do and don't want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But we set boundaries early on. Yeah. I know as a younger person, I would, you know, get into arguments and fights and, you know, you call names and you do stuff like that. And every time you do something like that, the next time you do it, you have to go a little bit further and a little bit further to gain that reaction from that person that you want. It's not right. Yeah. But it just. Which I never had that, but you, you did. There was never name calling on, you know, on my previous marriages or anything like that, but I understand. And that was definitely what I was used to. I've always been, you know, pretty used to pretty explosive relationships Mm -hmm. and those relationships that I did have in my past that weren't explosive. I was the bad person in there. You know, um, I've always dealt with and always hung out with people that I felt I could fix or help, Mm -hmm. you know, and those are the relationships that had been the most damning, you know, and, uh, and we both said, by the way, that we were never going to get married again. 100%. I had (laughs) no intention, you know, and it wasn't that, you know, I was out to peruse and, you know, become a male slut of Austin, you know, at the older age again. Um, You know, I did that in my younger years, did it in the bar days. It was out of my system, Um, you know, and while it can be fun for a little bit, it's it's empty. It's an empty lifestyle. You know, at the end of the day, you want someone that you have that compassion and that commitment with that you share. But to get back, you and I sat down and and talked with one another about what deal breakers were, things that could never happen, things that could never be done to one another and things that we would never do. The other top priority was, you know, that the mainstays in our life are kids, you know, and, um, well, I feel like we put our marriage over that, which, you know, we, we, as Christians mm -hmm. also sat and talked about God first, our marriage second and the kids third, Mm -hmm. they are still top, top priority, but our marriage was over that because if we can't hold it together, there, it's going to be worse for the kids. So yeah. top priority was our marriage. Well, and, you know, you want to serve as an example to your kids, right. you know, and show them what true life could be. You know, when we got together, um, ulti- ultimately my son, who's the oldest of the three, had had some issues with that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was not used to seeing individuals be nice to one another. Right. And he didn't know how to respond to that. You know, and I think over the years he gets it now, you know, he, he had had himself, you know, several relationships that are extremely toxic Mm -hmm. and is actually in one now that's very loving and things like that, which is something we've always wanted for him. So it's, it's really great. And it, it is amazing what example does Mm -hmm. to, to individuals, especially young ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just drew a blank. So you want to, I mean, we can just dive into. Well, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about too is traditionalism, you know, and I think, you know, we've lost a lot of the traditionalism 
in America today. You and know? it's not for everybody. Not everybody it, wants it, and that's okay. It definitely isn't. Um, however, there is there's a reason why we feel that it works. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very traditional. Very much. My parents were... You know, I I didn't come from a home um, of divorced family. My parents were married for over 40 years until my dad passed away. So um, I watched their marriage, which was very traditional. You know, my my mom worked very hard inside the home and occasionally outside the home. But for the most part, you know, my dad was he was a construct he was in construction. He was a home builder in Austin. He um, septic tanks, um, several things on the side as well as home building, but. You know, he, I watched him, you know, come home every day to my mom cooking dinner for him. It was to be served when he walked in the door and his brandy and seven was made on the rocks for him. Mm-hmm. As he pulled up in the driveway, my mom made that, handed him his drink as he walked in the door and then started serving us at the table and then sat down once everything was I guess, on the table and ready to go. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people would look at something like that and definitely not want that lifestyle or think that it's chauvinistic in a way. Um, I'm not a power tripper Mm -hmm. at all, but what I can say is that value that you bring is something that I've never had and something that I was never used to and something that took me years to get used to because I was not used to that at all. Um, so what do you, what do you think being married to me has taught you? Like, I know that it's so different night and day from what you've experienced in the past, what mm -hmm. you saw growing up. So what would you say that you've had to overcome, um, in our relationship? One of the biggest things that I think took me years to kind of get over is you would ask me questions about my day. You know, I would Mm -hmm. come home and you would say, what'd you eat for lunch? Who'd you see? Who'd you talk to? And immediately my response would be defensive because I was used to someone asking me those questions in order to start a fight or to pick apart Mm -hmm. my day or, well, why were you with them? And why did you Mm -hmm. go over there? What else were you doing? And things like that. So I immediately would get defensive with you. Yeah. Why do you want to know? Why do you want to know? Because I thought for sure you were just doing this to start a fight. Mm -hmm. And it took years of being with you to understand that there was no shoe drop coming. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought it, it, at any given point, the crazy would come out (laughs) and, you know, pans would start flying and, you know, who knows. Right. Mm -hmm. But I thought that at some point this can't be real. Um, but it is, you know, and that's something. Yeah. We're 11 years in and you're, you're I'm like, still waiting for the pan to fly. No, no, no not at all. No. I know that it's not going to fly because yeah. she wouldn't want to waste the food. Yeah. However, it doesn't mean that I don't ever deserve it. But with that, with that being said, you and I don't fight. Right. We can bicker mm-hmm. at one another and snap at one another. But one of the things that you do as well that I think is extremely important is I think as men, most masculine men, manly men, take on a lot. And I'm not saying that others don't. However, in a household, most of the burden is put on the man and I'm happy to carry that. Um, and we deal with a lot of stress that sometimes we just don't even share and having a support system of even being able to walk into a door and having a little bit of breathing room to decompress is huge. Mm -hmm. And 
and it's not like that all the time, but there's been times where I've come in the door and I deal with subcontractors and, and contractors and things like that. And there's a different way that you talk to those individuals. Right. You know, it's not, hey, man, how you doing? Sure is nice <laughs> yeah. outside today, isn't it? It's yeah. like, why isn't this shit done? When's it going to get mm-hmm. done? And why isn't it done? Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes me sometimes to decompress. And you've often looked at me after I've walked in the door and said, you need to flip the switch off. I'm not a subcontractor. I'm not a, and it's just a mode that I need. And I haven't done that in forever because I feel like you just over the years, you, you, you really don't do that anymore. Like it's, it's been a long time. I feel like, I mean, you still have really bad days and you come in Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm just giving you hugs and kisses, but. And there's a reaction too, that you have, if you see that, which blew my mind early in our relationship, if we started to talk about something or you saw that I was irritable or or something like that Mm -hmm. you would go hey i'm gonna give you your space go do some boy things go lift something go shoot something go chase something go hit something we'll come back circle back on this i hate that term (laughs) i know circle back yeah anyway let's come back to that yeah let's come back to that (laughs) um but you would say we'll just come back to it and Mm -hmm. talk about it later and i thought that was the weirdest thing in the world i was like she's not going to want to engage and fight with me or, you know, she's actually going to give me space. But the thing was, is you would come back and go, Sometimes, because what is weird, I feel like about me is sometimes I forget, like if hours go by, I forgot that we even like, we're going to bicker or that we did bicker. Like, I don't know why it just, sometimes it rolls off of me and you're like, so are you still mad about X, Y, Z? And I'm like, oh yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, what's weird too is i've often told you that you're an odd bird all the time because you handle stuff differently and it's Mm -hmm. very odd to me yeah most relationships and most women that i know make a tally of when you up Mm -hmm. you know and when you least expect it that's when they're going to pull it out and go remember seven years ago when you did this and blah 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 that's never happened with you yeah and you have the mind of an elephant. And you remember everything. Yeah. So you have the ability to do that, but you choose love over being right yeah, about something. Um, and I would like to say I do that all the time. I think I do better at it. Um, it's just you typically always are right. So the times that I am right, I have to take time to gloat on that to make yeah. sure that you remember those times when I was right. Yeah. Um, but let's get back to you know, us meeting. So Facebook brought us back together. Yes. We sat down, had a great conversation. We, you know, put... Well, hold on. Okay. You all of the sudden started liking like every picture of mine and then you would comment. And so my parents semi-retired whenever I was a junior in high school and we moved to New Mexico. And my dad always dreamt of opening up a hunting and guide service. And that's what he did. So... You know, I was very familiar with how, you know, hunting work, elk hunting and and hunting in New Mexico, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, you're on a draw system or unless you know a landowner to get a landowner permit, which is very rare Mm -hmm. because the government owns a lot of the land out there. But anyways, I I can remember posting some hunting stuff or whatever and you commenting because you're a hunter. And I just remember thinking, I was like, hmm, all of a sudden, this guy that I haven't seen in 20 years is liking and commenting on my stuff I'm like okay and then I I think the first time we messaged each other Mm -hmm. I think you messaged me but I was in Napa Valley with 
a group of girlfriends. <laughs> and This is a good story. I don't drink, right? So I don't drink very often. It's very rare. And when I do, I am drunk after half a glass. It doesn't matter what it is. It could yeah. be... But you know what? I drink tequila okay. I drink yeah, tequila. Yeah, it's just a little different. That hits a, a shot. little different. Yeah. yeah. But I had had, we had been on a tour, and I probably had, between all of the wineries that we hit, a full two glasses. <laughs> between all the tipsy. sips that I took. No, I was so beyond tipsy. But um, I can't remember. You had reached out about, I think you and Tate were going to be in town for something. Mm-hmm. and It was had, before that. Oh, it was. I had I had messaged you about. See, I remember. Maybe about this. Okay. What was it? Um, it was about hunting. Okay. We had, you know, gone back and forth, and you know, maybe at some point we can meet up. Blah blah blah. It was very, yeah. you know, I didn't get into any details at that point yet. Um, but go ahead. Okay. Because so you, you went deep fast. You went deep fast. Oh, I would not say that. Go ahead. Tell okay. them what you said. <laughs> oh my gosh. See. Um. No, I. I remember, okay, you wrote something, and then I responded with, I'm a little tipsy, so I might be inappropriate. (laughs) Yeah. And so get this. I was sitting in a meeting with a a possible or current client, I can't remember, and you know how on your phone a text message will come up and you can have it show whatever it's going to say. Well, I learned that day that that probably wasn't the best thing to do. Because my phone was sitting on the table, and the client looked at it, and she said something like, oh, you know, I wonder what that's about, or mm-hmm. something like that. Super embarrassing. So my response to you was what? Do you remember? Because it you pissed said, you off. You're funny. <laughs> yeah. And for you to come out and say something like, oh, I may be a little inappropriate, you know, I've had yeah. a little drink. Like, you know me was, now, like, that's huge. Like, yeah. I just don't say stuff like that. Yeah, you were putting putting yourself out there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Now, in private, a little different. Yeah. But to be that early on yeah. for you to say something like that, you're stepping And then out. you said, you're funny. So and it was, was almost like, like you thought that I would just kind of shut it down. Yeah. 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 I definitely didn't do that. I just didn't know how to react to that, you know. <laughs> you have this girl that, you know, is prim and proper and things like that, and then she sends you something like that, and you're like, I don't know where this is going to go, but I've mm-hmm. got to stop it before maybe a picture comes across or something. Who yeah. knows, you know. Yeah. Well, she said she was tipsy, so maybe it was just hopes on my end. Yeah. But with that said. I can't remember, I guess, what came next. Like, you had, well, then we did, you, I guess, maybe messaged me later and said, hey, sorry, I had... Yeah. A client yeah. with me. Yeah. And I tried to yeah, try to recover from that. And you said we should get together sometime. Mm-hmm. And then we had a wedding in up in Dallas, and I said you and I should get together. Um, maybe that was a weekend you were in California. I don't remember. Yeah. You have the elephant memory. We'll lean towards mm-hmm. yours. But, you know, after that started dating, um, again, you and I had no, no thought of getting married mm-hmm. or anything else because we weren't going to do it. Right. Um, and we were long distance. I was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You were in Austin. But you know what's weird is I think about one of the first things after, you know, maybe it was our first date. You said to me, do you know what I do for a living? Mm. And I was like, yeah, you build houses or something mm-hmm. and you're in construction and you're like, and you're okay with that? Like, I just still can't get over like why it I don't know. You had a preconceived notion of Dallas. Even though I'm from Austin, I had lived in Dallas or Allen, Texas for mm-hmm. the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, 
and you had this notion in your mind, I think, that Dallas people were just snotty. A hundred percent. That was 100% my entire thought process is I thought like all I Dallas. Like I like you. Yeah. I thought all Dallas people were conceited and snotty. And so there were several times that, you know, I had come up there and we'd go to events or parties or stuff like that with your friends and I was extremely reserved. Yeah. And I'm pretty reserved up until I get to know sure. you, you know, um, you know, it goes back to, I was told years ago that I have several acquaintances and very few friends. And that's mm-hmm. true, especially the older that you mm-hmm. get. But I just didn't want to open up to any of these preconceived snobby, shitty people, right? Um, and I found that that wasn't true as yeah. well. So you've helped educate me a lot, and a lot, you know, several of those people are extremely good friends of ours, yeah. you know. And there's still those people in Dallas, those oh, yeah. people. But I, I really feel like, you know, I, I feel like I'm down to earth, and a majority of my friends, because we, you gravitate towards people that you are surrounded, you surround yourself with in the life that you're living at the time. And they are all very sweet people. But I do feel like, and you know this now, in Dallas, there's like a dress code. Like Mm -hmm. if you you are dressed to the nines all the time. And in Austin, it's weird to be even dressed up. Yep. And I still can't get that concept in my head. And, you know, we've been married, like I said, we've been together 11 years. Mm -hmm. And even now when I'm here or even on the job sites, I'm in a dress. Yeah, it's super odd. It took me forever you know, I stole you from corporate, yeah, I the corporate cor- life. Mm-hmm. You know, you did twenty four years in we HR. Don't have to throw a year out something there, something like long that. A long time, a long time in human in resources. HR. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you were always in, you know, dress. You were always dressed up, you know, in heels and this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. I wanted you to be able to leave that environment yeah. and become a real estate agent because it didn't make any sense to me that we would build something and we would hire someone else to sell it and mm-hmm. pay them to sell it when ultimately we would get the phone call of, Hey, we've got a possible buyer yeah. over here. You want to come help me, you know, fill in the blanks and help sell this mm-hmm. thing. So we were selling it anyway. Why on earth would we pay an agent to do that? So it took you a couple of years to convince me. It's hard when you are in corporate America for so long with a really nice, steady, um, stable salary yeah. and benefits to go yep. into something not stable and without benefits. Um, yeah. But that was also part of your identity, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I wanted to make sure that I was not trying to redefine your identity. Yeah. But look at it as an opportunity. You know, and I think that worked really well. You know, it Mm -hmm. afforded us the ability, you know, as you said earlier, we were in two separate cities for over 10 years. You Mm -hmm. know, you had um, 50-50 custody custody with the kids. So the weeks that you had the kids, you were in Dallas. And then those that you weren't, you were in Austin. Week on, week off. And a lot of people look at that and they go, that's odd. How on earth do you do that? Mm -hmm. But you had a lot of friends that were pilots or, you know, were out of town quite a bit and didn't see each other. From each other, yeah. And I actually, what I liked about it is I could work my ass off and not have to worry about ignoring you during those time periods in which yeah. you were away. Um, and it made those times together even better. You know, we missed each other over those time periods and stuff like that. When I think it annoyed people that we were so happy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they were waiting for the you, shoe to drop. Why, too. Yeah. They're like, why are you so happy? Oh, you only see each other every yeah. other week, which I think does contribute to that. I also feel like I'm just a happy person. Yeah. And 
like I don't like to give out that energy of negativity. Um, yeah. But I felt like it, you know, it definitely absolutely helped with the being excited to see each other every other week. Yeah. And making the most of the week that we had mm-hmm. before I went back. Yeah. Now with you here full time, I'm just excited to see you every day. Yes. And when I wake up and have you next to me, that's yeah. that's tremendous. Um, that's something that is now complete in us. Mm-hmm. And it happened at the same time that all the kids are out of the house. So we're still pretty young, you know, and we travel a lot and we have the ability to do the things that we love, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's something we live life, you know, and that's something that you had said a while back was I would much rather travel and make memories and have things, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so we travel a shit ton. We, mm-hmm. you know, we're collecting those memories because again, those yeah, are the we're, things that can't points, be taken from you. Points, whores. Point, whores. Point, whores. Point. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's hard to you say. You got to say it a little slower. Yeah. Um, so we take advantage of those points. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I know that you have some questions for me. Well, yes, I have a girl question. You have a girl question. Mm-hmm. If I die before you, are you going to remarry? No. Are you going to go on the no. bachelor? No. No, because the thing is, is again, is there's more of a higher percentage of crazy females in this world than there is of non-crazy females, hands down. And I don't want that headache. Well, if you found a non-crazy. I, no, no, I don't, they don't exist. Again, you are a unicorn (laughs) and some of your friends are a unicorn. You guys don't exist. There's not a farm in Mm -hmm. which you guys are bred on or Mm -hmm. picked from trees or anything else. It doesn't happen that way. No. Well, I have like six sisters, so there is like a farm that we are bred on. Yeah, but none of them are like you. Yes, they are. I don't know if I could say that. Yeah, okay. A lot of people even think that you're the unicorn. Close friends of ours think that you're a unicorn. So I got the unicorn. That's just because I don't have a like that jealousy bone. Like I feel like a lot of my friends, yeah. there's, and they have no issue hiding that. They're like, yeah, I'm a jealous person. I don't like this. <laughs> Which to each his own, but I just don't even think about that. No, it's just, and, and having that understanding makes life so much better. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, it's always kind of like the, the, the girl that was the, the pastor's daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, and if, if you're going to restrict or even kids, you know, when they're super young and you restrict them and keep them from doing things and stuff like that, when they get the opportunity to do something, Mm -hmm. They're going to go balls out, right? I have no want or need to do anything with anybody else because of what we have. Yeah. Um, again, been down that road. There's just no need. I feel complete and you are the love of my life. There's no reason uh. to go anywhere else. Um, and why would I want to destroy something like that, right? So. Well, but if I'm gone, you're not destroying anything. Yeah, but why why mess around with head games? Okay. You know, it's just I will go to the ranch. I'll continue to work. I will grow deer. Mm-hmm. I will drink whiskey, iced tea, smoke cigars now, mm-hmm. um, and enjoy my time. Mm-hmm. I, there's just no need for a headache. Okay. I just wouldn't. And you? Let's reverse that oh, question. Oh no, we can't reverse. Questions. Yeah, let's reverse. No, that I don't. Question. I don't ever want to get remarried. Can't say I wouldn't date. Yeah, but I mean, remarry? No, I don't yeah. want to. I don't need another piece of paper to have companionship. No. And I think, you know, it, going into our fifties now, um, that's what we would look for is like maybe a companionship and not yeah complicate it more than that. Hundred percent. You know, I I can I can see that completely. 
What other questions do you have for me? Okay, do you ever think about the Roman Empire? You know, what the fuck is going on with this question? It makes zero sense. I've spent, I don't know, 45 minutes, not a great amount of time, but more than I would like Mm -hmm. to spend on trying to figure out what this thing is even about. You know, it's one of these new little so trends you don't ever and think everything. About it? Like, I didn't say that. Okay. I'm going back to this is a bullshit trend, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yes, I do. Okay. But I think about it more. I even go back a little bit further to like gladiator times, mm-hmm. you know, 300, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Little Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. You know, it's, Which I go back that the, time. It's not, not at all. Yeah. It's not at all. Mm-hmm. However, it was extremely violent. You yeah. know, so but you I think like about that. Roman times, like Roman. Roman times, I think in my head, I think about fighting as well. Or... Yeah, a little bit. And you think of the Colosseum and stuff. My mind automatically goes to guys, little boys, and I'm not cool Gross. with that at all. Like what? But that's what? what they did back in those days. They, yeah, they procreated with women basically only, or it was to show power. And then they raped little boys. That's what they did in Roman times, which is bullshit. But I do like the violent aspect of it. Love the violent aspect of it. Um, That's why I go back even further to the gladiator days. Plus, there's a scene in 300 that's my favorite scene in the world. You know, you had the, uh, was it Xerxes came? And and one of his messengers came to tell, what's his name? Marcus. Was it Marcus? No, it was. uh, The lead dude, period, we're going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he turns and looks at his wife, you know, as this guy's running his mouth in front of him, you know, truly being disrespectful and things of that nature. And he turns around and he looks at his wife before he kicks this guy in the hole and she just kind of nods as to get his approval. And then he kicks him into the hole. That's by far my favorite scene. You know, Mm -hmm. she knew that he could do it. He had the power to do it, things of that nature. But he just looked over to go, is this cool? Are we good? So I should have asked you about the movie 300 instead of the Roman Empire thing. Yeah. But I, yeah, you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. No, I just don't understand it. But yeah, um, yeah, of course. It's it's a power thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I think um, most men like those aspects of battle and things of that nature. At least the guys okay. I hang out with. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you. Okay. Because I saw the flip of that question today. Which? You know, you've got this stupid question running around for guys. Okay. What is it? How often do you think about your ex-best friend? My ex-best friend? Yeah, I don't know. It sounded really good, but they said that this was the female version of the Roman Empire. Um, hardly ever. Oh. Well, again, you're a unicorn. Okay, so what? So that may not work on you, so someone else go out and try that, but... Because if I did, if she's an ex-best friend, then there was... Tension and issues, and that's just something I don't block stuff out. I think I'm just like this. I, I'm not a hippie, but I'm like yeah. da da da. I I just don't focus on the negative energy that that might bring to me. I get it. And you haven't. I can't think of an ex best friend that you've eighty six. I have a couple, but not recently. Yeah, you know no, what it's I mean. I asked someone else this, and um. Her response was every day, every time I wake up. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, there you go. That is a Roman Empire yeah. question for the girls. Um, is there anything else? Yeah. What is your favorite conspiracy theory? Favorite conspiracy theory? 
I'm going to catch shit for this. Um, that the earth is fucking flat. It is. And so, we have a so wall. Your fa- it's your favorite because you believe it or it's I your favorite because it. you think it's crazy out there. That's the thing. Or I don't both. think it's crazy. Yeah. I think that there's a wall of ice around what we think is the globe mm-hmm. and that there's countries and resources beyond that. I don't think that's a conspiracy. I think that there's a bunch of shit that people don't tell us because they don't want us to know. I think it goes back to even healing yourself and your body and stuff like that. Frequencies are huge. Mm -hmm. Why aren't they talking about frequencies? Why aren't they talking about grounding? Why does um, the pharmaceutical company always have a pill for something and then three more because that pill gives you the shits or makes you nauseated or something like that? They don't want you to be better. They want us to be fat asses and lazy so that we can be controlled at the end of the day. And they don't want to give us knowledge. That's probably one of my favorite ones and one of the ones that you roll your eyes at all the time. Yeah, you can't convince me. There's a firmament 100% over the earth that separates it. Um, You cannot convince me that that, that the earth is not flat. Okay. It makes no sense. And I don't Why? try because I know yeah, that it, it's you a rabbit have been hole. like rabbit Adamant. holing the hell out of that. Adamant. Yeah. Adamant. It doesn't make sense to me. Why on earth would you fly to the East Coast from Texas to get to Africa versus flying the opposite way via California? Isn't it closer in mileage? But if you look at it from a flat earth map, which we used to have in the 60s, I want to say in the 60s, they stopped doing that. Now you understand why. Because what we see as a globe today was actually flattened. And if you actually look at plane traffic and how plane – don't – it's that look. You're like, "Mm mm-hmm, here he goes again. He's going down his fucking rabbit hole. But if you look at a flat map – and how planes travel, it makes sense. Okay. See? she No battle. She's just like, okay, love you. What do you want for dinner? Yeah. You know? That's pretty much what I'm thinking um, about. What do you think one, is, one of the, the conspiracy theories that I get hung up on is, that all the time is? Would you think it's that or would you think it's something else? You know, I had one in my head a while ago that I thought you were going to say, and you didn't. What was it? Gosh, that you talk about. I'll give you another one. What? Joe Biden oh, is not wait. the Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that He's one. He's fake. But... His ears are fucked up, and his little mask oh, wrinkles up on him and everything. Your ears don't disconnect. Old. Like, as you get old, gravity is just, like, taking your ears. Like, haven't you seen people that you know with their ears that were smaller, and now they're bigger? Well, I'm not even talking about Look that. Look at your ears. My ears are gorgeous. No. But when years ago his earlobe was connected to his face, yeah, now it no longer a, is. I think when people get facelifts, they like cut right there or something. That motherfucker did not get a facelift. You can't have a twin that looks that similar. They to They look you. nothing alike. Yeah, they if you do. take a picture of him twenty years ago and today, nothing alike. I That's don't, Jim Carrey just, rolling around in a mask. Yeah. Period. Just like what is it, Fetterman? Not the same yeah, guy. Yeah, that one picture. Not the same guy. Recently, I feel like they used a double on You can't him. tell me that tattoos just fucking wash off. Hold on, hold on. Because I thought of the one that I was going to think of that you you believe we never went to the moon. I absolutely don't believe we ever went and to the I fucking moon. And I believe we did. 
Why? Because, because that's what they told you? Well, d- no. I mean, other there maybe, okay, I don't know for certain that the Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldridge went because mm-hmm. I did watch the video where Buzz Aldridge said that they never went to the moon. Yep. And I, I you know, I like to give the benefit of the doubt on could that have been our government messing with the the tape that it was on like could mm-hmm. they yes you can easily manipulate things these days so if i don't see it with my own eyes like if i didn't see buzz say that i just don't know if he said that so i'm not ready to say that didn't happen okay i have a common sense thing for you okay how on earth can you fly to the f- moon pick up the phone and call the president on a fucking landline how does that happen? I don't know. Why don't you? Why don't we take a, a trip to NASA and ask the experts how that happened? That's just a common sense thing, though. No. Do no, they? Uh, no. I remember growing up and having the long, you know, uh, spiral cord that you could walk all the way around yeah, the house mm-hmm. on. Did they have that? Maybe. I mean, how would they be able no, to call the president? No, but they used the advances of their technology. It was they had a lot more money to spend on that than we have in our household. But why haven't we been back? Phone. We well, I don't know. See, people have been back to the moon. We haven't been to the fucking moon, period. See, she just that's <laughs> she's gullible too. Okay, but it's okay. That's true. I am gullible, but but that just don't. Make I no still sense. need to hear and see things to believe them okay. fully. Okay. That was the conspiracy theory that I that you have thought I was going to so do. Mu- yeah, and yeah. that I thought you were going to say. Yeah. I think, I think that's about used, it. Yeah, I think still, we've used up to... some time. We're going to get kicked out of here at any point. Mm-hmm. This is a setup you guys are going to start to see more often. Um, we are looking to bring this to the collective, a gym that we're involved with. Um, again, very strong on the health and wellness. That's a huge part of our lifestyle now. I've gotten Bristol involved with it. Love um, it. She's got a trainer now at the collective. We're going to start doing all of our medical there. Um, it's just something we have a huge passion for, especially in the construction and the real estate stuff that we're doing as well. We're bringing health and wellness into everything that we do um, as a focus. It's going to be a focus for our employees. We're going to be officing mm-hmm. at the collective as well, which is going to be huge because one of the benefits that we will give to our employees is memberships at the collective. We want those around mm-hmm. us to be healthy and we want them to train and we want to give them the knowledge of being healthy and how much better it can affect their lives. But... We'll be in front of the camera with this ugly ass face a lot more often because we're going to be bringing this to the collective as well. So we're very excited. About yeah, that. we are. So I appreciate you sitting of down course. with me, even though you spend a ton of time with me anyway, because we work together. Mm-hmm. But it I works. love every minute. It works. I appreciate you guys. Have a great day.